Welcome to the new Two Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Two Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Audrey Barria and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Audrey Barria. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Two Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Barria. Uh, Dr. Barria is Associate Medical Director for WellMed Medical Management. She's been part of the WellMed family for six years and currently is a provider at the WellMed at 9th Avenue North Clinic in St. Petersburg, Florida. She went to Ross University School of Medicine in Portsmouth, Dominica, earned her medical degree there, completed her residency and an OBGYN fellowship at St. Mary Hospital in Hoboken, New Jersey, Dr. Bari is board certified in family medicine, which she will tell you she loves. She lives in Tampa, Florida with her husband, been married for some 22 years, has a teenage daughter and a couple of really cool dogs that uh, we have talked about on previous programs. Dr. Bari, good to see you. Same here, Ron. Our topic today is something I'm sure uh, you come across so often because so many of your patients have diabetes, we're talking about eating healthy. Do you know, one of the things that I learned early on in my career is that people have different definitions of eating healthy and that socioeconomics also plays a great role in what people eat. And I'm hoping that Caitlin Johnson can expand on that for us. Well, we're gonna welcome Caitlin Johnson on board. Uh, Caitlin is a physician's assistant at Wilmette at Hampton up in the Dallas area. She earned her undergraduate degree in nutritional sciences from Texas A&M University, attended the University of Texas Medical Branch at Galveston, and specializes in internal medicine. And one cool thing you told us, uh, Caitlin Johnson, is that the clinic you work at, two of the doctors there, not only are you related to, one's your granddad and one's your father. Yes, absolutely. And thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, when you grew up in a, a medical family like that, I guess you were preordained to go into the field, right? Pretty much. I mean, as a little child at four years old, I was going in the waiting room and trying to put band-aids on patients, asking them why they were coming into the clinic. So yes, I would say I was pretty much set from birth to be in medicine. Yeah. I love that. That was pre-COVID. You couldn't do that now. No, no. Thanks. <laughs> So share with us, because your undergraduate degree is in nutritional sciences, most of us don't understand, as Dr. Barrios said a moment ago, what eating healthy means. We all know we should. Does it mean having only one carne asada taco instead of two? Oh, goodness. Um, there's so many different opinions out there, and it's not that there's only one right way either. And I think that's why people get so confused when they're trying to eat healthy about one diet says this, the other says a different. And so um, my goal today is really just to break it down simply and give kind of overarching um, kind of things that are, are healthy and things that are not healthy and how to reduce them in, in a good way that also doesn't seem so limiting or is too constrictive as far as price point. Uh, and price, uh, even without inflation, uh, it seems like the healthier you want to eat, the more expensive it is. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the things that 
Um, I know for patients in the area that I practice, that's a huge barrier. And so um, one of my big areas of, of focus is really finding ways to help them eat healthy, get their diabetes or other conditions. I mean, this affects so many different things. Um, I mean, blood pressure, um, cholesterol, we want to make sure that the total body is healthy. And so um, hopefully today we can kind of cover some of those topics um, and, and kind of give um, patients a better understanding of what to do when they go to the grocery store next time. Well, why is eating healthier, better important if you're trying to control diabetes? What does it matter what you eat? Yeah. So um, diabetes, as we all um, know about, it can affect so many different aspects of our body, whether that increases our risk of stroke, heart attacks, um, kidney disease, um, neuropathy, which is damage to the nerves in our legs, which causes numbness and tingling, eye damage. Um, those are all major impacts to our health that can be caused by diabetes. Um, diabetes is diagnosed um, by the A1C, which is a three-month average of our sugar. Um, That's a blood a, test? It is a blood test. Um, a 6.5 and greater is considered diabetic. Um, and so it's very important to go and get those screening tests done because there's a lot of things, whether that's with medication or with diet, that can impact that. Um, and so one of the big areas that um, impacts diabetes the most is carbohydrates. Um, and so carbs, um, what those are, and just simply um, some examples are breads, the rice, the potatoes, pastas, um, chips, crackers, cereals, tortillas, a lot of the sweets um, and sodas. Um, those are the biggest impact, and those are the ones we want to reduce the most. Yeah, but if um, I can interrupt for just a moment, everything you listed is everything we love to eat. Yes, and that's what we have to learn how to moderate our portion size. And so for carbs, um, I tell all my diabetics, one to two serving size a day. Um, so it's not that you can't have those, you just have to have them in moderation. And so um, the only time I ask them to look at a food label is on anything that's in that category to read the nutrition label that says this serving size. And if it says for that, that rice, it's, it's a quarter cup. A quarter cup counts as one of your servings for the day. Um, and that helps them kind of get a general idea. But even with carbs, carbs broken down have two, um, just simply there's simple carbs and complex carbs. Simple carbs are what we all know of as the high sugary foods, the sodas, but complex carbs, um, those are ones that don't spike the sugars up as quickly, but they do over time elevate them and keep them elevated. So when we're talking about complex carbs, that can be things like quinoa, barley, oats, brown rice, um, farro beans, um, whole wheat breads and pastas. Um, those, if we're going to be having to choose our carbs, doing those complex Complex carbs are actually a healthier alternative than doing sometimes some of those sweets. Now, one of the things that uh, I'd always been told is that brown rice is better than white rice. We'll talk about that in just a moment. I, I want to let those who've just joined us know you're listening to Two Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. Our co-host, Dr. Audrey Barria, is with us, as well as our special guest, Caitlin Johnson. She is a physician's assistant, WellMed at Hampton up in Dallas. I also want to take a moment to wish a warm welcome to the newest Texas clinics joining the growing WellMed family. WellMed at Corsicana in Corsicana, Texas. WellMed at Victoria Station in Victoria, Texas. And WellMed at Citizens Plaza in Victoria, Texas. Dr. Daniel Metzger, Dr. Vahi Dan, and family nurse practitioner Lori Vishik serve patients at WellMed at Corsicana. 
Dr. Omesh Verma and doc, nurse practitioner Kurt Killebrew serve patients at Wilmot at Victoria Station. Dr. Kishan Chand serves patients at Wilmot at Citizens Plaza. They join Wilmot's network of more than 16,000 doctors, offices in Texas and Florida. And we give them a hearty welcome. We're talking on our hotline up in uh, Hampton, right near Dallas, Texas, with Caitlin Johnson, a physician's assistant. We're talking about healthy eating for diabetics. And Dr. Bari, I, I know uh, when you first diagnose a patient uh, with diabetes, uh, you begin this discussion of eating better. How do you broach that subject? You know, one of the things that I've gotten into the habit of doing with my newly diagnosed diabetics is having them keep a food diary. It is amazing what you can learn, not just for the patient, but for us as well as the providers of what they're eating. You know, they could come in and tell you, oh, but I don't eat a lot. And, you know, I skip meals. But when you actually have them put it down on paper, they're amazed. Oh, okay. You know, I have them document the snacks that they're having, what they're having, what time of day they're having it. And just seeing it in front of them has made a huge impact. And then we can start the journey of what needs to be cut out or what needs to be moderated. What do you find are, are some of the foods that are proving to be problems for many of your patients? Oh, all the snacks, all the things that Caitlin listed that everybody loves to eat, you know, all those carbohydrates, all the carbs, um, the Oreos at midnight. Oh, I just needed a little snack, you know, (laughs) or um, potato chips at three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I needed a little pick me up, but I was craving salt or yeah, uh, all those good things that we all love. So Caitlin, you mentioned brown rice uh, as being a, a trigger for complex carbs. I had always been told that it's so much healthier than white rice. Is it really the same thing? No, it is. It's much healthier, actually. Um, it is considered a complex carb. Well, white rice is more simple um, carb. Um, the, the other important thing with the complexity of some of these, when you do these whole grains and things that have not been stripped of their nutrients, um, you lose that fiber. You lose some of the uh, vitamins and the nutrients that are actually positive things that are in carbohydrates. Um, and when you get these um, enriched ones, or even the ones that are um, refined grain, you'll hear both of those terms. Those are the ones that have stripped all of those nutrients out of them. And then they add a little bit back in. And so um, brown rice actually is much healthier than white rice. And so if you're going to eat rice, ask for brown rice. Yes, pick the healthier of the two, but it still counts as one of your two um, uh, carb servings for the day. So talk to us a a little bit about uh, the day and the meals that someone with diabetes uh, should be eating. Uh, Most of us think of a big dinner, uh, maybe a breakfast, maybe a lunch. Uh, What do you recommend as a schedule for a diabetic? Yeah, so for breakfast, some examples, um, Greek yogurt, excellent source of protein as well to help us feel full. Um, Oatmeal is actually a a pretty good um, alternative um, rather than doing cereal, um, as well as doing um, uh, lots of omelets or frittatas. You can really spice those up. Um, Egg whites, especially if you're someone that has high cholesterol, Um, there are some smoothies that you can do. I just don't recommend ones that contain uh, bananas. 
Um, berries. Oh, but I love bananas. I know, but you know, the sugar content in those are equal to a scoop of ice cream. So if I'm going to pick my sugar, I'm going to pick the ice cream. Um, and so you have to, I'm right there with you, Caitlin. (laughs) Dr. Barr is shaking her head. Yes. So (laughs) I want to come back to what you just said. One banana equals a scoop of ice cream in terms of sugar. Mm -hmm. So now when I look at a banana, I want to see it. It's a scoop of ice cream. Exactly. I mean, calorie content is not equal, but sugar content's pretty close. And so um, I try to tell my patients, they think they're getting on these healthy smoothie kicks um, that are diabetics and their sugars just keep climbing. And they're saying, what's going on? Well, they're adding fruit juice. They're adding bananas. They're adding mangoes, all the things that we all love, but they just spike your sugars. Berries, on the other hand, are not going to do that same level of a spike. So if you're going to do a smoothie, um, consider doing more of a berry smoothie. All right, now stick around. We're going to come right back to you. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Two Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Baria. And uh, I wish you could see that smile that popped out uh, when we talked about bananas and ice cream. Caitlin Johnson is with us. And uh, Caitlin uh, is at WellMed at Hampton up near Dallas. And she is a physician's assistant. Thanks for joining us right here on Two Docs in a Pod. Hi, it's Drew Pearson for my friends at WellMed. As a Hall of Famer, I love it when a quarterback and receiver have a great connection. You can be part of a great connection too. Connecting WellMed's high-quality healthcare with the highest-rated Medicare Advantage plan helps you focus on staying healthy. Call 972-704-1957 or visit wellmedhealthcare.com connect. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesperson. Other plans are accepted. For full enrollment details, visit medicare.gov. We appreciate you sticking with us right here on Two Docs in a Pod by WellMed. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Baria. And we're talking at WellMed at Hampton up near Dallas with Caitlin Johnson, who is a PA, a physician's assistant. And we mentioned at the top of the show, and I want to say it again, it is so cool. Her dad and granddad, both physicians, work in the same clinic in which she works. And Caitlin, do you end up working with them, with patients? Uh, my dad does now. Um, him and I still work closely together. Uh, my grandfather uh, retired right when I was kind of coming into all this, but um, he's still supporting from the sidelines. Oh, that's pretty cool. And your dad is uh, a family practitioner? He is. Um, he's been here for over 30 years at this place. So Only 30 years. Yeah, just, you know, a little while. That's, that's pretty cool. And we've been talking about uh, ways in which one can eat better whether you have diabetes or, or anything else. In fact, uh, one of the well-med physicians uh, uh, that I know, Dr. Robin Eikoff, has always said when I've talked with her about this, if everybody ate like someone with diabetes should eat, we'd all be better off. Absolutely. Um, I, I, that's what This is also good for weight loss, too, and just overall health. I mean, the things that we're going to be talking about, um, kind of segueing into lunch and dinner options, I mean, these are true for anyone. Um, that well, tell us about lunch and dinner and whether three meals a day or maybe four or five meals a day is better. It kind of depends on your schedule and how much you eat. Um, Cause I have some patients that their, um, their meal portion sizes are so large. When I tell them to do four or five small meals, 
Well, they start gaining weight because their small meals are equivalent to what really should be, you know, three larger meals. So um, that's very individual um, and also based on schedules as well. Um, ideally, if we could do um, smaller meals um, throughout the day spread out and not eating after 7 p.m. because um, that really does make an impact as far as metabolism, um, that would be really beneficial. But uh, it's, it's very individual. I don't like to overstate um, on how many meals a day. But for lunches and dinners, um, the meals I'm going to talk about, those really, you can interchange them. Um, the biggest resource that I have used and I recommend for my patients is called diabetesfoodhub.org. Um, it is run by the American uh, Diabetes Association. And so they have thousands of recipes um, and they break them down by uh, budget friendly, quick to make, lunch, dinner, I mean, thousands of things. And if you create a login, you can actually save recipes that way. And you can even create a grocery list and you can print that off and take it with you when you go. So I um, highly encourage that. Uh, a lot of my ideas um, that I've recommended and I've even used for myself come from there. So um, as far as options for lunch and dinner, um, I, I really tend to lean towards stir fries. I actually made that last night. I did a shrimp and vegetable stir fry. One of the ways to make it more budget friendly, um, frozen vegetables are a lot cheaper um, than fresh. Um, if you are needing to be really conscious of that, um, try to get frozen. Um, I was able to do that um, plus my shrimp um, and I have about four meals out of that. And when I divided out the cost, it's a little under $5 per meal. Um, so that's pretty budget friendly, especially in today's costs just to go to you know a fast food is at least over $10. Um, so stir fry is a great option. Um, I love to do protein bowls, um, whether that's like a tuna salad um, with avocados, um, or I want to do a protein bowl with spinach, brown rice, broccoli, cilantro, lime. Um, there's also a black bean and edamame bowl that I prefer. Um, you can do burrito bowls. So basically take everything that you put in a burrito, just get rid of the burrito. Um, the other I, I want to, let me jump in real quick. Uh, you mentioned edamame, which I happen to love. Uh, and you mentioned avocado, which I love as well. Uh, when it comes to avocado, people have said to me, that's a good fat. Mm -hmm. Very healthy fat. Um, it's very good for us. A highly, what, what highly makes healthy. it a good fat? Um, it's how it's broken down in the body. And so um, we want to have um, the healthy fats. And I, I'm sure Dr. Baria can, can kind of expand on that as well. But it's very important to have healthy fats. Um, in our body, we all think fat is always bad, but it's not. Um, that's actually very good for us. The saturated fats are the things that we always tell patients to look out for, especially the ones that have high cholesterol. And we try to tell them to go for the polyunsaturated because it takes, it's the way the body breaks it down, which is better for us than the saturated, you know, like a fried chicken, not the good kind of fat. Um, Although I'm sure everybody loves fried chicken, but that's definitely not the way to go. Um, one of the things that I've also found that I tell my patients is avocado oil, uh, mm -hmm. to cook with avocado oil on olive oil, of course, but as an alternative, you can use avocado oil. Where do you get avocado oil? Same place right next to the olive oil. Oh, so you can actually buy it like uh, yes. other oils. Yes. And you mentioned a stir fry. Uh, do you need a wok to stir fry or just a plain old fry pan? Just, just a regular frying pan. 
And what do you use? Put a little of that avocado oil in there, throw the vegetables in. Um, I added a little bit of soy sauce um, and I use a little splash of teriyaki. Um, I added the shrimp um, to give me that protein because protein is very important as well. Um, and that was a healthy meal that really was relatively inexpensive. When you say soy sauce, uh, my salt meter goes ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Lower um, sodium. Low sodium. Soy yeah, sauce. that's going to be important, especially for people with high blood pressure. And what do you look for in the way of controlling sodium, Dr. Baria? How many milligrams a day? Oh, you, you don't want to ask me. I, I tell them zero and pray that we can get to as close to zero because I don't believe if I give people, let's say I tell them, no, I really, Ron, to be honest, I do tell them zero because I really do right. think that if I give them a number that they're going to. As you think about number. Uh, I want to get to snacks before we run out of time here, uh, because a lot of people, as, as Dr. Barry mentioned earlier, man, that bag of potato chips at three o'clock is sure good. What do you recommend, Caitlin, in, in the way of healthier snacks? Yeah, so unsalted almonds, um, just a handful, because they are um, they're calorie dense, but if you do just a handful of unsalted almonds, um, it actually has enough protein in it to tell your brain 10 minutes later that you're full. Um, so I really encourage those. Um, berries, like I mentioned earlier, are really good. Um, carrots, celery, um, veg all the vegetables other than corn, really. Um, I also love sweet potatoes. Um, and so having sweet potatoes is a really good alternative and, and you can make a real quick um, sweet potato, especially if you do it like in the air fryer or in an um, Instapot or something like that. Um, that's a good uh, snack. Um, those are some of the ones that I usually go to um, for patients. Do you have any to add, Dr. Baria? Um, you know, one of the things that I tell people is uh, celery with peanut butter. In the, you know, just put a little peanut butter in the, like make those, like what you used to do for kids with those little logs, um, uh, celery sticks with peanut butter in the middle. Um, anything that, some carrots, you could have a little uh, ranch dressing if you want on the side, everything in proportion. So don't have like a quart of ranch dressing and you've got three carrot sticks. That's not gonna work. <clears throat> Now, One peanut butter is high in protein, right? Yes, but also you have to do it in moderation as well. So they have these um, packs, you know, um, you could get the low fat peanut butter packaged. No, the prepackaged peanut butter that comes in the, these little cups. Right. And um, so you, it's already like portioned out. You could have half of that if you want. Um, you can also do almond butter, too. That's another alternative. I've been afraid to try it. I, I have no idea what it would taste like. I think it's pretty good. And then what about it's, almond milk? It is milks? different, though. Is almond milk another healthier choice? It is. It is healthier. Um, much healthier. Um, I'm not sure how that turned out. Yes, I was about to. That's exactly what I was going to say is oat milk. Um, one of the other snacks I forgot to mention that I actually do all the time, and so I'm surprised I didn't even mention this. Um, I do cucumbers with tomato um, feta cheese, red onion, um, and uh, diced avocado. And I put a little um, red wine vinegar um, with it and a little basil pesto. And I love that. It is a really good healthy snack. It just made snack. me very hungry. 
It is. It's delicious. I haven't had lunch yet. (laughs) You know what we need from you, Caitlin? We need a recipe book that you put together. Oh, my goodness. uh, That uh, one you just laid out for us sounds so good. What, What else do you prepare for yourself? So what's ironic is I am not much of a cook. That's why I go for the quick and easy stuff. Um, and so I, I do love to actually help make recipes, though. I used to do that for the clinic when I was in PA school. Um, I used my nutrition kind of undergraduate degree. And while I was in PA school, I would create recipes and they would post them in the lobby actually at the clinic. Um, but I'm not much of a cook myself. I do enjoy and have an appreciation, but but um, with, with working, it's kind of hard to take the time to actually cook. So I, I go for the quick and easy ones. That's the reason I love the diabetesfoodhub.org. They have quick and easy ones. That's actually where I originally got that cucumber um, recipe from. Uh, give us that website again. I'm, I'm not getting it. Oh, yeah. So it's called diabetesfoodhub.org. Diabetesfoodhub.org. Foodhub. Yes. And on that, you'll find a ton of recipes. Yes, there's over 2,000. Oh, I like that. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. We really are delighted to have you here. Caitlin Johnson, a PA at Wellman at Hampton, for Dr. Audrey Barria, our co-host. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Two Docs in a Pod. Executive producers for Two Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker, and associate producers are Natalie Ibarra and Maurice Hudson. Thank you for listening to Two Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Two Docs in a Pod with Dr. Audrey Barria and Ron Aaron.